0: Let's go Reggie Willits joins us on the Plank Show To kick off the final hour on a Friday Coach, thank you so much for your time, man How's the How's the countdown going? How you feeling? Uh, we're doing good How are you doing? Doing good, man Doing good, man uh, Alright, so let's just get all the, uh, the necessary things Out of the way here early The challenges with the weather You know, in the opening weekend How has that been for the guys? How have you guys handled the ice and the cold?
1: um i mean it's been it's not been ideal i mean you're kind of sitting around doing your individual work waiting for uh, <clears throat> to get opened up into team practice and as soon as we get opened up into team practice where we can kind of get after it that cold stretch came in but i mean we got good facilities here at, at uh OU, and we were able to get a lot of our work in it's it's hard to uh to replace not being on the field and being able to get into some of your inner squads and some game type situations but um you know, we we feel like that um, we've got the guys that's worked hard and got a lot of work in.
0: I want to kind of drill a little deeper, too, because I, I don't think I've had a chance to talk to you on the show, Coach, but can you take us through the process that led you back to Norman and what made you decide that college ball, specifically being a Sooner, once again, was where you wanted to be with your career?
1: Um, I mean, it was a decision that uh, my wife and I, you know, we, we talked about a lot. We prayed about it. And um, it was a it was a tough decision for us. I mean, um, I I had um, since I was a kid always wanted to play in in the major leagues, and getting to do that as a player, and then have an opportunity to do that as a coach, obviously was was a big dream of mine. And and doing it in New York, um, it's a first class organization run by really good people, and and so I, I kind of had a you know I was kind of pulled back and forth with that, but it was kind of a situation in our lives where you know, my oldest son was going to be a senior in high school. And, um, I wanted to kind of be a part of that last year that he was living at our house, you know, with my, my job in New York when, you know, when I left in February, you know, I didn't get home till probably middle of late October. And, you know, I, <clears throat> that last year, I'd only saw him for probably about four days in that span from February to October. So it was a situation that, um, you know, I love that job, love working with the people that I was at, but, you know, when, um, uh, Skip and the University of Oklahoma reached out to me and and uh, asked if I'd have interest. It was it was something that um, we definitely did a lot of thinking and praying about because it was an opportunity to do something that I love, be a part of a program that I that I played at that I respected um, and, and loved, and and then to get to do what I what I enjoy doing, which is coach baseball and coach men.
0: You know, hey Reggie, is there is there anything Skip can't do? I'm I'm being serious now. Like literally if you bring up bowling, he can bowl. Hunting, he can hunt. Fast pat, over at the softball fields. He threw out the first pitch and I want to say he was throwing as hard as anyone that was pitching in that game. I mean, what what a fun. He's really truly probably the most interesting man in the world, isn't he? Yeah, I mean it, if you ask him,
1: he'd probably say that. <laughs> but uh <laughs> No, nah, he he's about as hum, he's about as humble as a man as you'll get. He's I mean, awesome, man. um you know, just to just to work with him on a daily basis, me and him have a lot of a lot of fun. and when we get in these inner squads and our offense is trying to go out there pitchers. It's uh, we have a good time going back and forth. So I mean, that's uh, I love being here. I love working with them and and uh, just everybody that we have we that we have here on our coaching staff. I mean, it's just fun, it's fun to come to work every day.
0: We all became fans and became familiar as the season progressed. With chaos and I love it. You know, it's you're you're constantly in the offensive attack. You're going to be putting pressure on the defense and and, and making them have to really think about things. What was the genesis of, of this? Is is this Reggie just how you always envision an offense? It, it, whenever you got that opportunity in baseball.
1: Um, you know that's that's a that's a hard question to answer. Um, you know how how the chaos came about. I I'm honestly not sure. You know, somebody. <laughs> Somebody got out there and publicized it, and I think it kind of hit out there when we we played UTA in that fall game, which was um, pretty early on, and I I don't remember. We stole a lot of bases or something, and, you know, somebody put something out. You know, I I think that's where it originated from. I'm not really sure, but, you know, I I don't really know what what, uh, the exact meaning is. I think if you asked 100 people of it, they'd probably tell you 100 different answers. But, you know, for (laughs) for us and and what we do internally – um, it's just about who we are, you know and and um, you know as a as a player, nobody, you know, nobody wants to hear what you used to do as a player. but you know, when you're my age and you're old and a little more bald and a little and a little heftier than you used to be, you kind of look back as a player and you, you you know, it's you're trying to get those players to take on that kind of persona that you you know that you believe in that allows, you to be successful at any level that you play at, you know, whether you coach high school or played in high school or whether you coach in college or, or the minor leagues or even in the big leagues. I mean, there's there's certain attributes that allow people who win and not just win one time but win consistently. Um, there's certain attributes that those people have, and and that's something that we're trying to, to uh, instill into our players every day. But I think that, like, you know, from an offensive standpoint, like, we're going to put pressure on you. And um, we want you, We want our reputation to precede us. And uh, that's something that we tell our players every day. And when you see the University of Oklahoma on your schedule, you better be worried. And that's what we want. We want the, the world to see that, and we want them to feel that. And then when they get here and, they, and they've heard about it, it's one thing to hear about it, it's another thing to see it. And when you see it, that pressure and, and, that, and that, uh, that kind of anxiety that you can put on the opposing team is something that you're hoping that Allows your team to to have success, and and um, I think that our guys last year, um, it's something that it took us time to kind of get that implemented. It took them uh, time to uh, to kind of learn the style of play that we were after. Um, and, and and in fairness to the to the players, it was, they were kind of put in a tough spot. You know, I got I hired I got hired really late. I came in really late after coming in after professional baseball. And it's almost the equivalent of uh, hiring an offensive coordinator in football, you know, maybe six weeks before their season started. So it's it's um, what our players did last year is remarkable, you know. And truly, I mean, I think you if you ask Skip, if you ask anybody who was on that coaching staff, they're going to they're going to say the same thing. It's not what we as coaches did; it's how great our players were, how hard they worked, and the uh, the toughness that they showed on a daily daily basis, and the grind and the time that they put in that. Uh, it was just fun to be a part of it a small way and to watch them go about their business every day.
0: Man, you got me fired up right now. How was how, um, how guys like Jackson Nicholas, um, how have some of these youngsters, you know, John Spikerman, of course, the uh, Wallace Clark, near and dear to my heart as a 918 kid from Tulsa, how have these guys carried over the momentum for what they were able to accomplish last year, especially in the postseason?
1: Well, I mean, I think that um, you saw them kind of mature not only as players but as men last year. Um, all those all those names that you just mentioned when I when I hear them first, I think of men of integrity, men with high work ethic, men that take care of their business not just on the field but in the classroom and off the field, and and that uh, represent this program in a very uh, very good way. And so that's the that's the first thing, and and then you know how they matured as players. Um, you know, I could tell early on that they were all extremely talented players, um, and I knew at some point we were going to need them all to be con- big contributors for our team last year to uh, to uh, help us do what our ultimate goals were. And obviously they did it. Um, it's a testament to them and their work ethic. It's And it's not – there's some growing pains, you know, with young pe- players early on. You know, everybody wants to get out there and play from day one, and, and some of those players that you just mentioned, they had to uh, – they had to sit, wait their time, and keep grinding and working from behind the scenes, and that's that's kind of what we do. You know, it's like if a, if a, if we don't feel like a player is quite ready yet, we don't just sit there and move on. It's like from behind the scenes, that's what we're about. Our player development system um, is built to help that player continue to move forward and get better. You know, knowing that every person that we have in this program, they're here for a purpose and for a reason. And if we, if you're on our roster currently, we we think you have uh, an opportunity to help us win a national championship, or you wouldn't be here. And so we think a lot, a lot of every player here. And and I think that um, I think that you can start to see that as they matured as players last year, and then now, now as they're coming in, I mean, you know, they got a they got a bullseye on their chest, right. you know. And so it's they're not that secondary role player anymore. You know, it's everybody's been talking about what we lost, what we lost, what we lost, and we lost a lot. You know, I think that. Um, we'll be the first to tell you, I mean, we lost the most players in, in the NCAA to uh, professional baseball of anybody in America. And I think that that speaks volumes to our uh, players and how much work that they've put in and how, how they got into our development system and continue to mature as players and, and get ready for professional baseball. But the one thing that people are forgetting is we got a lot coming back. And so uh, if you're looking past University of Oklahoma, you're making a mistake because um, – we might not be where we want to be at the beginning or the middle, but uh, we've got a group of men here that's that's done a lot of great things. That works their tails off. That uh, there's a lot of good players that's come in here that we think a lot of. Uh, that fits the system really, really well. And these guys, they're grinders. They're workers. They're they're that kind of blue collar mentality that that uh, that you want to get that you want to get into a battle with. And I'm excited to get it get into the season and, uh, watch them mature as players. And, and it's just like we told our team the other day, you know, like everybody saw what your, you know, your Nicholas and, and Wallace and, and, uh, Spikerman and all those young freshmen, everybody were talking about, they saw what they did. And my question to our team the other day is who's the next one? Mm. You know, it's like there, there, there's two or three of you out here right now, nobody knows about, but by the end of the year, they will. And so, we got to continue to move forward individually and, and developing as players and, and coaches, um, but also as a unit and um, putting ourselves in a position before the year's up to be, to go out there and, and compete and um, and battle.
0: Reggie Willits, I'll let you go on this. I know it's maybe a bit of an unfair question, but you did bring up a lot of newcomers, but in that same vein, or I should say a lot of guys that are lost, a lot of guys back, but also a handful of newcomers. Is there a few guys we should really be keeping our eyes out for that maybe have even caught your eye with how they handled the end of fall ball and how they've approached now the upcoming season and how they've taken advantage of that that two months from the end of the fall into the spring?
1: You know that's 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 a tough question. Yeah, I know. I'm I mean, sorry. <laughs> and, and and the and, and the and the truth is is like um, I can name names, but but um, but it's probably there's going to be people come up that we're not even thinking about. I mean, it's like you think about Blake Robertson last year and what Blake Robertson did. I mean, at the end of the fall, if you'd have thought he was going to hit three hole in our lineup every day and go in the top ten in the major league draft, I think everybody here would have thought you was crazy, including himself. You know, and you know, it's just a testament to what he is and how hard he worked. And, and, and the biggest thing is, is, and it's the same thing that I tell my own kids this every day and hope that our hope that our players understand this. you know, like it's easy to see what players can do. It's easy to see tools. It's easy to see how hard they throw or how hard they run or, or, or how far they can hit a ball, but you cannot measure what's inside a man. And, and that's the biggest thing that we're after with with our players is we want them to have a mindset and a mentality that it doesn't matter what you're not you're great and uh you're you're you've got the university of oklahoma on your chest and when you put that jersey on that's your superman cape and when you walk out there there's nobody better than you and so that's what we're trying to put in our players every day that's what skip that's what skip is so great at um, that's what our coaches and are great at and and building that into the, into the, uh, the players and our player and our players work their tails off. And so, you know, I'm excited to kind of sit back just like, just like everybody else and see, you know, which of these newcomers are going to come in there and help us uh, get to our ultimate goal. And um, we're excited. We're excited for the opportunity to to get out there and compete.
0: Reggie, this has been awesome coach. I hope we get a chance to do this uh, many more times. Uh, obviously it's been exciting to see what you have done in creating the chaos, and we look forward to much more of it here in 23 and hopefully get a chance to talk to you again soon, man. Best of luck this weekend.
1: We sure appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. You too. See you, Coach. Right.
0: The OU logo is your Superman cape. How cool is that? Look at our guy, Reggie Willets. I don't know if anyone has been as more kind of low-key sounding, but in the same vein, I'm ready to just run through a wall. Like, he's low-key, he's kind of just, you know, playing things out, but holy smokes, I'm ready. Okay, I'm also ready for the top five stories of the day, which we will do next. Air Comfort Solutions' text line has been hopping all day. Uh, On the news of the Big 12, OU, Texas, ESPN, Fox, unable to come to an agreement on getting the Sooners out after the 23 campaign. What does it mean going forward? We'll get into it in the top five stories of the day next. There we are. Sorry. Let's get after it. It's a Plank Show on a Friday. A lot of time spent today on the future of the Sooners and their conference affiliations. So, Josh Helmer, you ready to roll with the top five stories of the day?
2: Uh, more ready than ever before, you seem, my
0: friend. Uh, who's here? Who who showed up that put a smile on your face?
2: Uh, Perry and I were just – Oh,
0: okay. Perry's here.
2: Just just dishing on By the some, way. Uh, will you please remind me to call – Coach Gross back during the next break. I keep forgetting.
0: Tad Gross, Hall and Hall had football coach? Greg Gross.
2: Ah, Greg Gross.
0: Equally. Great guy. Coach,
2: if if you're listening by any chance now, I'm so sorry. I keep getting distracted in commercial breaks. Okay. With different C- things. Can I, I defend call you, call you too?
0: Back. I've developed this terrible habit of stealing all of Josh's time during commercial breaks. It's just I'll walk in the studio.
2: <laughs> I I need I need direction Blake I and need the, your help. And the next thing, next thing you
0: know, break. I'm like, Are we back? All right. Go back in the studio for a little bit. <laughs>
2: All of which is to say Perry and I are discussing some, you know, various high school-related hey. happenings. And By the it's way, all speak, good.
0: speaking of that, um, thank you all. Thank you, guys. Perry shared some numbers with us, and I've never seen listening numbers that high on an app or streaming ever. So we're very grateful. The, the growth
2: you. that, you know, we've enjoyed because of the ref army. Right. You is, guys spread uh, the word.
0: I mean, I'll see someone, and, and again, not, it's amazing. not everyone's going to listen, and as Gunny of Stutzman Army has pointed out, we are the most hated duo <laughs> Yes, on this station.
2: Really, one half of this duo is very disliked. Uh, Yours that's truly. Me. That's me. <laughs>
0: um, but, you know, you'll see on so and social media isn't real life, um, but someone might complain about another station or another host, and you guys right away, I'll be like, you got to check this out if you haven't yet. And I'm just... It's really cool to see, man.
2: And, and, so I, thank you guys. You know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, we react maybe not uh, the way that we would if we had a cooler head to prevail when we see a text here and there. But, genu- you know, genuinely, we love the interaction and we, we very much appreciate it. And the growth has just been, it's been overwhelming.
0: Yeah. I disagree. I hate most of you. Um, there's a, <laughs> that handful was him. Of people that was not I me. Liked. I did not say there's, that. Uh, there's, there's Trevor. There's Adam. There's Jay. There's Quinn. That's really. There's Joey. I know Joey listens. That's really. Oh, I I, I like uh, I like all the guys we've given names to on the Doug from Norman. Oh, you believe her. Doug
2: brings lunch, so that automatically... Well, I
0: did want to say, yeah, Doug brings lunch, so that kind of makes a big difference, even though the Royal Taste Tester wasn't in last time, so, Doug, I did not get to have the pasta last time. Mm. All right, are are you ready for the top five stories of the day? My pandering to y'all is over. By the way, Hour 3 brought to you by Mop and Roofing, locally owned and operated and fully insured, licensed and bonded. Mop and Roofing is serving all of Oklahoma and has been in business for over 35 years, 405 703 Three eight four three. It's time for the top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man! All right, um, Newcastle Casino happy hour Monday through Friday from three to six. Conveniently located off five forty four and exit one zero seven. Fourteen table games, including blackjack, three card poker ultimate texas hold and baccarat newcastlecasino.com big story number five number five so in the in the process of like the top five stories of the day we've also welcomed in a new sponsor for our ou schedule coverage if you will so uh Wade electric do you have the full read in there i do not
2: Yes, I do. This uh, Sooner Weekly Update, thank you so much, it's brought to you by Wade Electric. Your trusted electrical experts for your home or for your business, contact them, 405-329-1940.
0: So, here's what we have. OU Women's Gymnastics home opener against... Iowa State home opener and Big 12 play, I guess I should say to be more specific. They've already been home once this year. Great crowd. The number one ranked team in the country at 645 tonight takes on Iowa State. Meanwhile, at approximately that same time in the McCaslin Fieldhouse, the OU wrestling team will be in action. That's a 7 o'clock start for their showdown with Missouri. Then OU wrestling will be back in business On Sunday at 1 o'clock against Ryder. And I should also add here in our stories about upcoming schedules inside the LNC, we got more on women's basketball here in a bit. But Josh, OU women, home at 2 o'clock on Saturday. I keep wanting to say Sunday. Saturday as they square off against uh, West Virginia. So there you go. Am I leaving anything out? I think I'm good, right? Sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh, I did want to add, if you're a softball fan or if you're trying to get into softball, last night we did a full one-hour preview show. Uh, it's available right now on the Sooner Sports Podcast page. I encourage everyone to check it out. We heard from um, Haley Lee. We heard from Sidney Sanders. We heard from Alex Straco. We heard from Kinsey Hansen, JT and Jen Rocha held down for it. It was awesome. And let's see, what did we learn We're going to see all the pitchers. Uh, They're going to try to redshirt S.J. Garren this year, so we'll see how that plans uh, plays out. Uh, They, I I think, and I'll have to ask Coach Rocha or Coach Gasso. Patty had not redshirted a player until like Brooke Vestal, and you know Brooke ended up having kind of a tough time finding the zone in Norman. She's gone to Ole Miss and has done really well. I want to say Q redshirted last year. So she's a redshirt freshman, and now that's uh, Jay who has a chance to be really special. Looks like she's going to redshirt. Jordy Ball 100% healthy, and uh, as soon as they're ready to roll. Haley Lee had never played outfield before until she started working in left field during the battle series. She kind of likes it. So I would imagine you might see some of her in the outfield. All right, big story number four. Number four. All right, we got a lot of NFL news to get to, Josh. A lot of NFL news to get to. Number one. Talked about this a little bit earlier, but no step backs, backwards. Everything seems to be good with Patrick Mahomes. Ankle? Maybe. All right, Patrick. Well, oh, do you know what I did? <laughs> I clicked on the wrong thing. I clicked to try to download it instead of actually play it. All right, let's try it this way.
2: I don't think I had any step backwards or anything like that. I know, like, re-aggravation of the ankle, just a little bit of pain I had playing with it. But other than that, I feel like
1: I'm in a good spot.
0: Um, Aaron Rodgers was at a golf tournament and was asked about his future.
1: Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole. Got any news you want to share with us? Not going to San Fran.
0: <laughs> you look great with a cowboy star on your helmet. Pretty good. Um, Is he going to get dealt? He's not going to San Fran. Is he going to get dealt? I could see the Raiders being stupid enough to give up a first-round pick for him.
2: It uh, sounds like, yeah, he is.
0: Uh, Kellen Moore is the new offensive coordinator of the Chargers, leaving Dallas.
1: I'm just really excited to get to work with them. And uh, I think the the beauty of football and the beauty of systems is you want to build it around the players. And – Figure out. I'm excited to figure out what they do best, how they're wired and work, and and put them in the best situations to be successful. In. And whatever that system ultimately looks like, uh, we'll build it together.
0: Name. Yeah. Anything else from the NFL that we need to get to? Josh Star. They they had the Derek Carr lit it up last night during the the quarterback competition. seemed uh seemed like he's still a little bit bent about things. By the way, his future.
1: Well, I have a no trade clause, you know, and there's a date that certain money is guaranteed or I'm a free agent, so I'll just be honest about the whole thing. Like, you know, there has been conversations with, you know, uh, you know Dave and my, my agent and me, and we'll figure that out. Uh, but for me, it's I'm just being patient, you know. Uh, I'm going to do what's best for myself. I'm going to do what's best for my family and don't care about what the optics are or anything like that. I can pick this or do that. I can do it. It's kind of fun to be able to do whatever you want for once, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so... Uh, I'm just going to be patient and not trying to hurt anybody, not trying to get by on anything. I'm just going to do the right thing for me and my family at the end of the day.
0: There you go. I could talk about Derek Carr all day long, but let's move to big story number three. Number three. Overall, um, as far as the Big 12 college basketball looks this weekend, we have, I would say, a couple of interesting matchups. Right Now, we're back in a full slate of Big 12 games after the – Uh, Big 12 SEC challenge last week, and we'll get to Oklahoma being on the road against West Virginia coming up here in just a bit, but here's how it looks. Hold on here. I clicked on the A-Sun. I don't think anyone wants the American Sun lineup. Here's how it looks for the Big 12 this weekend. Early morning, 11 a.m., Kansas is in Ames to take on Iowa State. Then at noon, Texas Tech is at Baylor. That's the CBS game. One o'clock. TCU at Oklahoma State on ESPN+. Plus. 3 o'clock, Texas at Kansas State. We'll get into the Oklahoma game coming up in Big Story Number 2. But if I were to ask you right now, who's the best team in the Big 12? Is your answer Kansas? Yeah, I think it's Kansas. It's I, a really good league, though. I can't figure out for the life of me Iowa State, man. I cannot figure them out. Not just in how they they lost to Missouri – But then losing to Texas Tech when you had that lead, I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, coughed it up. Terrible.
0: Uh, A couple of other matchups this weekend in the top 25 that involved ranked teams scoring off against each other. Late night, tomorrow night, Gonzaga at St. Mary's. That's the 9 o'clock tip. That'll be a fun one. Purdue's at Indiana, number one team in the country. By the way, I watched Purdue last night. I don't know how you defend that. I mean, I I really don't.
2: Indiana playing some good basketball with Trace Jackson Davis.
0: I just – I'm watching Indiana – excuse me. I'm watching Purdue last night, and I'm watching him dump it down to Edie, and literally it's like he's just dropping it. It's like whenever you played basketball against your dad.
2: You got to do your best to not let him – you know, get a post feed. You you have to front and try and take it away. Is that did you say is that game in Bloomington?
0: That game is in Bloomington, correct.
2: Wow. That that'll be fun. What time what time does that tip off? Three o'clock. Okay. On so.
0: ESPN. That's a one versus twenty-one. Uh Miami at Clemson. Pretty big matchup. Clemson up to 20th in the rankings. Miami at twenty-three. And the only other matchup involving ranked teams outside of the Big Twelve is in the SEC when Auburn takes on Tennessee. Auburn, uh Back in the top 25, Tennessee sitting at number two.
2: It's going to be a fun tournament. It's,
0: You know what's going to be really fun? The conference tournaments. They're going to be banana. Banana!
2: Is Purdue right now? I mean, is that the head and shoulders team? I don't know that there is one. It doesn't feel like this go around. Which, that was kind of the case last year. I don't know that uh, we went into the NCAA tournament and said, slam dunk, this is the best team like we have at different junctures with Kentucky and Mm. several others. And... Maybe that team's Purdue, but, you know, and I think they're really good, but is it going to shock you if they don't win a national championship? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't either. All right, big story number two.
2: Number two.
0: Are we in must-win territory? Certain day night for OU in West Virginia when we're talking postseason. I feel like we're getting there, right? Yeah,
2: because they turned around and played so poorly in Bedlam. You know, that seven number, I think seven and 11 in Big 12 play is probably a good – probably good, you know, range that you need to hit, good meter, measuring stick, and obviously it's going to be really tough to get there with what's left on the schedule if you can't find a way to win this weekend in Morgantown. So, by definition, no, I guess not, but for all other intents and purposes, yeah, they, they got to find a way to get it.
0: Period. So, here is – Here is the latest from Joe Lenardi. He currently has Oklahoma as one of the first four out. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State has worked its way into one of the last four in. Kentucky, West Virginia, Nevada, and Oklahoma State are the last four in right now. The first four out, A&M, Florida, Oklahoma, and Seton Hall. Gosh, really sucks what happened on Tuesday night. Yeah. I'm sorry. What would that be? Wednesday night for the Bedlam game. But um, Kansas has ascended to the one seed line along with Purdue, Houston, and Alabama. Texas is on the two seed line right now. This is interesting. Jerry Palm, in his most recent projection, now he updated today, but he had Kansas State as a one. Joe Linardi has him as a three. Meanwhile, Iowa State, TCU, and Baylor are all as four seeds. So you have six teams that are among the top four. Well, I know top 16, but are among top four seeds right now. And don't we get to top 16 this weekend? Aren't we getting to that Oh, point? is this our first? Yeah. I, I feel like it's coming if it's not this weekend. Do
2: they do that on Sunday?
0: You know what? I think you're right. I'm not going to pretend like I know. I'm just going to nod and say, I think so. It just kind of registered in my mind. Toby is usually quick to correct me on these things if he's listening. Are we five weeks away? Yeah. I mean, if you – I'm looking at the schedule right now. You know, you think about next week, one, two, three. Yeah, we're five weeks away. Selection Sunday, Josh Helmer, is right around the corner. And uh, Sunday, March 12th, look at that. Right, four weeks away? Let's go. That's crazy. I what? guess five, five, like like five, five right? four and a half, five, yeah. It's here. Well, calm down, Plank. You haven't even played a softball game yet. It's getting here. And Oklahoma needs a win over West Virginia as one of the last four teams in. Um, I, I've been a little bit frustrated with the women's bracketology because it hasn't been updating as much recently as it should. But Charlie Cream did just give an update this week. Uh, and on Friday, oh, I just I oh, Oklahoma as a sixth seed with an, the second place team of the Big Twelve as a six seed blows my mind, hmm. but would have them going to Notre Dame, which was the same team that unfortunately they saw here last year. They would have them playing in South Bend. It appears to me, based on what Charlie Cream has here, he's not very high on the Big Twelve, so. I think the highest-seeded Big 12 team that I've seen so far is a, is a five.
2: What are the – what's the top two seed lines look like?
0: Uh, just in general for the women's side? Yeah. It uh, Let's see here. Your top four are South Carolina and then Indiana, Stanford, and UConn.
2: Those and are your top four. LSU would be one of the twos.
0: Which I guess they're not very high on the SEC because they're in a fruit to 2 But, yeah, LSU one of the twos. LSU, Iowa, Utah, and Ohio State. Okay. By the way, Utah, one of the four sooner losses so far this year is a two seed. And let's see, yeah, the highest seeded Big 12 team is Texas as a five. They do not have a single – well, no, there you go. I apologize. They've got Iowa State as a four. It's the only Big 12 team that they have hosting. Boy, But, again, Iowa State just lost to Kansas State this Yeah, past they,
2: week. they really don't like uh, – he doesn't like the Big 12, huh?
0: And that's the way it looks. All right, that's a lot of women's basketball bracketology. Let's get you to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Check so in tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I'll see you inside the LNC. I'll be on the TV call, I believe on ESPN+, Plus. so can't wait for that. That's fun. I know. It's the first women's game I've done this year on TV. And then I get to do the trip to Waco, and then I'm out. I'm off to softball.
2: What does uh, what your traveling schedule look like next week?
0: I don't think I'm going to miss a show. Really? Oh, I'm going to miss the post Super Bowl show, which might be a show depending on how things go. You might. Hey, Connor Steelman, you want to switch shows next week? Because I think I land at like twelve thirty. We'll be good. Is the problem? We'll be good. Um, but no, next week I am. We're traveling on Wednesday, and if I'm understanding the schedule correctly, Coach Jackie. We are not leaving until, like, noon 30. So there might be a part of the show that we do for me sitting in an airport parking lot. But, yeah. So we fly out Wednesday, and then, heck, for this show, it's, what, 6A to to, 7A to 10A. So there's not much going on in the morning, so we'll be good to go. I might have to apologize to my neighbor like Toby did Ryan Humphrey. Yeah, send you down to the computer room. (laughs) I'll be doing it from the computer room. Big story number one, I'll get a big story breaking today. Let's go all in on the Big 12 and the inability for OU and Texas to come to an agreement on an early exit as it stands this morning reports everywhere the Sooners and Horns will still play in the Big 12 in 2024 we'll dive into it next on the ref so i was thinking about a bit for my overnight show tonight i want to i want to pose it to you you ready let's workshop so According to reports, according to reports, CBS has intervened to address Tony Romo's slippage in the booth. Yeah, that was such a weird what what a word to use. I mean, right? Interventions are usually for
2: yeah. I, I thought drug they, addicts. No, when I read that, I thought they were saying like he was like drinking before. Right, exactly.
0: I was like, what are we claiming here? I mean, as somebody who, I mean, listen, I'll I'll binge watch some interventions now. indeed it's 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 sad but if you could if you could change anything right now that tv is doing when it comes to a broadcast not i don't want to see skip bass i just mean game broadcasts. yeah
2: less rules experts for me
0: okay I like
2: that. I, I, they have gone so over the top with. Okay, let's bring Gene Steratore in. It's. I don't need all of that. It's like it's, it's simple. It's and and a lot of times, anymore,
0: the rules experts aren't getting it right either. I would love to see somebody that covers the media give me a percentage on how wrong the actual experts are, and not that rules not that experts. their
2: interpretation of the rule is wrong. It's just the the you know, officiating booth or New York City or whatever goes the opposite direction of what they're saying they think is going to happen. That's right. So it's like, to me, why are we doing so much of that? Yep. So that would be one. What,
0: what for you? I think I would want a little bit more on the medical side. In other words, they don't, and this might be a complete Homer thing, they do not empower sideline reporters anymore. A sideline reporter gives a pregame hit a halftime hit and a post game interview, and that's it, right? I wish that they would empower more, and I don't know why they don't because I think there's some really good sideline reporters, well, right?
2: And just from a, if I'm CBS or I'm Fox or I'm NBC, I'm like, why the heck are we paying this exorbitant contract to do three hits, right?
0: And, and Aaron Andrews is not cheap when it comes to, I'm sure, her contract and in paying. A fourth member of that crew, but I mean, it, let him let him cook a little bit, if you will. Hold up, let them cook, let them cook a little bit. Yeah, I'll try that out. We'll see how it works tonight. It might, might be a fun two a.m. Yeah, no, that that'll
2: be good. I'll be curious to hear what people say.
0: Or or they might just decide they're just going to destroy Tony Romo more, which could happen.
2: So, what do you make of that report then?
0: I started reading it, and then it was really long, really long, and then I kind of lost interest. It's like I was into it, I was into it, and then I lost it. But I I mean, listen, what are you going to do? You pay, you gave the guy a contract. You can tell him, "Hey, listen, we know that you are kind of living off being really quick from the league and being able to see defenses, and now you're 2 years removed and you love to golf and you don't love to study." So, right. I mean, when you call an AFC Championship game and you don't
2: realize that <laughs> a player's inactive. Right. It's uh probably going to reflect poorly <laughs> to somebody. Generally uh, speaking, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't
0: have as big of a problem as most. I enjoy
2: dude. listening to him, but. Uh,
0: you know, I do the uh, I do the Mad Dog shows every now and then, and the guy I co-host with, Rick Kamla, Josh, he hates Tony Romo. Like, a legit, deep-rooted hate of Tony just Romo. Just because
2: it's, oh, here we go, Jim, here we go. What, oh, what does he hate? He,
0: I, he just doesn't think he adds anything. It's, it's like personal every time. So I always crack it. Oh, it's funny. Now I see Cam talking right now. I somehow ended up on Better Sports Network. Uh, listen, we didn't give you anything here this segment on the conference report, but if you've missed any of it, Josh has a podcast already up. I mean, hour one is is a full rundown. We reset a piece of my interview with Brett McMurphy from Tuesday to kind of get that perspective on where this could be headed. But if we're reading the tea leaves on the way this thing is played out, The negotiations stalled between Texas, Oklahoma, the SEC – well, the SEC isn't even involved in it. But uh, Oklahoma, Texas, the Big 12, ESPN, and Fox. And at the very least, it appears that there wasn't the ability to create equitable value for what Fox – would lose next season, not this coming season, but next season, which would be the equivalent of seven football games featuring OU and Texas that command premium advertising. According to this report, the negotiations heated up over the past few days with the Big 12 meetings late this week, doubling as an unofficial deadline to get a deal done, and it did not get done. There is small potential for a revival, but the expectation remains that OU and Texas will play in a 14-team Big 12 again in 2024 why outside
2: of just goodwill joining the conference did the irate eight give so much no. cash to those those four coming in straight away i don't know what were they thinking doing i that? don't know Th-
0: those four would have come regardless yeah and you know teddy always brings up a really good point and and again like i said there's oklahoma has an incredible law school you know and joseph harris their president they got one of the smartest dudes on the planet so i'm sure that everyone understands these a lot more than i do these contracts But I still don't know how you can add four teams now and suddenly it doesn't somehow in some way change the grant of rights.
2: Well, and you know that Oklahoma and Texas have been arguing that point seemingly to no avail, at least so far.
0: Or at the very least, to no avail for Fox. (laughs) Right, yeah, to, to
2: one that's, yeah, yeah, we don't. That's not how we read the language.
0: You guys have been all over it on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll wrap with your takes next. Sometimes I do the stupidest stuff. Sit here like, "Hey, your text app rap to show up." And what do I immediately do? Shut down my computer. What is wrong with me, dude? <laughs> well, I can pull them up on my end if that's easier I'm for you. I'm good. I've got it right here. Uh, it's been a fun conversation. Um but it's uh but it's been a good one. Here's uh, a fun conversation throughout the 3 hours of this show. Um Okay, here we go. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651 3439, it's the best way to stay in touch all day long. 918 writes UT kickoff at 11 a.m. will not change. If it does, it will be noon at the latest. Everyone with half a brain needs to get out of the fair before it gets too late at night. Agreed. The 918 again. No desire to play an American Athletic Conference schedule for two years, but I applaud OU for not caving to a pseudo relationship with Fox and the Big 12 post exit. With giving up a lot of out-of-conference games. Hateful Eight may lose money. That's per Red Dirt Sport. Well, he is right. That's what we've been saying all show long. Wait, Red Dirt Sport, did he text he, us? He didn't text us. Now, listen, that's what I worry about. I don't want to say too many nice things about Red Dirt Sport and and, and Tattoo Baker and all these rogue accounts because I don't, you know, if we say too many nice things and people are like, oh, well, they're just, you know, they're in bed with the university. So, I don't – that's not the case. He doesn't – he can't –
2: he can't go – That has uh, got some some good uh, opinions that, out there about hey, the, like this kind of thing, this realignment.
0: Is, this is in his or her wheelhouse. No doubt. Uh, that's a good question. David from Norman. How is Alina Torres processing uh, – <laughs> progressing? I noticed that she was the only newcomer not to be on your Rudy show last night. Uh, I just think that they needed four players, and I think Patrick just – Kind of went. Hey, coach, can we have these, 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 these? And yeah, sure. And I wanted to make sure we got uh, Alex on there from a pitcher's perspective. So uh, she's battling her and her and oh gosh, why did I just blank on the Oregon transfer? Brito, her and Alyssa Brito battling for third base. Tori's going to play a lot. She's had a really good fall and had a really good lead up to the season. Uh, for the 918. I'm curious how many people that want us to stay until 2025 are season ticket holders because the home schedule is not intriguing one bit. Yeah, no doubt. And therein lies the challenge, man. Therein lies the challenge. You punted on what would have been a great home game this year for the SEC, and now you're not going to end up in the SEC until 20.
2: And now you're getting to the root of why I think uh, you haven't seen the pub from Oklahoma on the schedule release. They're ticked because it cost them a big home day.
0: Have a great call tonight. What? T- where can we catch you? krefsports.tv, 6 and 730. Hey. More Norman North. Uh, women's Gymnastics home tonight, 645, 7 o'clock for wrestling. And uh, we'll see you Monday. Steelman and Thune at noon are next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Have a great weekend, everybody.